Welcome to the Commercial Property Investor Show. If you ever wanted to get into commercial property but don't know how to, this is the show for you. We're going to take you through live market updates, how to put a deal together, what the experts say about commercial property and real life investor journeys and how they became financially free through commercial property. Sit back, relax and enjoy the show. What exactly is a yield margin? A lot of times when you're looking at commercial property, a lot of people want to clear a certain amount between what they're getting from the bank terms of interest rate and the yield they're getting on the property. So for example, if you're getting the property at 6% yield and you're getting interest at 4%, you're clearing 2% margin. That's good enough to often give you the cash flow you want to give you the positive cash flow to start building a portfolio. However, as interest rate increase, that yield margin is actually decreasing. So what does that mean? It means that you're getting less and less positive cash flow in your pocket and you're getting more holding costs so ultimately when the yield margin shrinks to the point as the same as your interest rate you're really not getting any positive cash flow and your real return is based on the deposit or getting return on the deposit you're putting in however when that happens you've got to look at more than that to the back end where there's more capital growth and potentially maybe investing in regional will be the answer because the margin when you start out is bigger and over time even when it shrinks you are going to be able to still have a margin to have positive cash flow. So in this podcast I'm going to take you through what is the yield margin, why is that important and if it shrinks what can you do about it and what's the difference of holding in metro versus regional when you're looking at yield margins and really in the next two years if that shrinks and you've got a holding cost what's the point of holding the property so join me in this podcast and let me walk you through it today i'm actually going to talk about the yield gap with your interest rate rises right everyone is talking about it and this is why i feel like i should make a video about the yield gap so with the interest rate rises, a lot of people think that they can sit back and basically the vendor will adjust their expectation and that they'll just magically get an extra half a percent yield in the commercial property space. Well, that's not the case. Sorry to tell you that. And the reason for that is more it's on demand and supply. Like I said before, that more demand, less supply means that you pay more for a property. And that happens no matter whether in residential or commercial, you know, that is what it is, right? And whereas interest rate rises has slowed down the residential market, it hasn't put residential market off a cliff, um, but and with commercial, it hasn't slowed it down. It just meant that residential property uh, investors are actually jumping ship to the commercial property investment sector. And what we're seeing here is that people are looking at the yield gap. So what exactly is the yield gap? The yield gap is what you make between, and it's really what the bank makes, exactly what the bank is doing. You're doing it at the same level. So it's what you're getting an interest rate from the bank and what you're making on the property. So for example, your interest rate is at, say, 4%, and you're getting a 6% yielding property. The yield gap is 2%, right? You're getting the yield gap. And that is really important because if interest rate goes up and your yield gap is lower, then you have less and less margin, right? So you can call it, it can be the margin between you know, your yield and your your interest rate. In fact, this is exactly what the bank does. So what the bank does is that uh, from the bank gets from the RBA a interest rate, right, you know, interest or, or loan or money at 0.85, which is the current cash rate. Then they add their 2% margin on it 
uh, and it becomes 2.85, right? But the thing is, they also look at not just the cash rate, they look at, you know, what it costs to lend the money, the swap rate, and it might be that it's actually 1.5% by the time they add all their costs initially. So when they lend it out to the investor, they need to add that margin. And typically that margin is anywhere from 2% to 2.5%. And this is where the bank makes the money, that 2 to 2.5% puts the interest rate somewhere around right now, 35 to 4%, which if you haven't experience that may you may be getting that in the next six months or the next nine months definitely now you want to make the same arbitrage you want to make the same returns or the same gap as the bank does which is you know roughly that two percent now if you're going to be in a metro area sydney melbourne brisbane metro forget it you are not going to make that yield gap you're not going to make the the two percent at best you're going to be making one to one and a half percent now these areas, because of the capital growth in these areas and the, the history of the capital growth of these areas, most people can afford to still buy properties at 5% or 5.5% because they're going to get essentially 5.5% on their deposit rather than on the overall leverage of the property. And if they get that, it still means that the property could be still work for them quite well in terms of future capital growth. So they're getting a 5.5% return on the deposit, which you know can be more than what they're getting at the bank, which might get be 2% at the bank, but they're now getting 3.5% more. So they're getting more for the deposit. But what they're also getting in the back end is the capital growth. They might be getting an extra 2% in the capital growth than they would in regional, and that will outweigh what they're not making on the leverage of their loan. And this is why Metro City's yield gap is not going to increase, right? So you might see Brisbane go back to a six. You're definitely not going to see Melbourne staying at a six for a long time. Sydney hasn't been a six for years, and it probably won't be a six. If it is, you'll have something that blips up and goes again. And even if the interest rate goes up to 6%, Sydney's not going to go to 8%. So these are the areas that's not going to happen. So you're not going to make that yield gap. So this is where you have to think, do you want to be in regional, right? Because if you're in regional, you are going to make the yield gap. So if your interest rate's at 4%, regional areas like Rocky, uh, Townsville, Fringe Cairns, Bundaberg, and maybe Gympie, you're still going to get yields of 6+. plus. So you're going to clear that 2% margin, maybe more. And with the interest rate rises, potentially in six months' time, you could get a half a percent more. So somewhere like Townsville, who's been 65 and 6.25 for the last year or so, will probably maybe go up by half a percent. You might be getting 6.75, you might be getting 7%. All right? And that means that as the interest rate goes up from 4 to 4.5, you're still clearing a 2 to 2.5% margin. Now, there is also the rationale that a lot of people are going to now decide not to invest in Metro because they really need cash flow for the next two years because their residential portfolio really, really needs it. So one of the things that happens is that with Resi, you are not going to get the yield gap at all. In fact, your yield gap is negative, right? So if you're at 4%, and what you're seeing is that that 1% rise from 3% to 4%, you're making up for it by cash out of your own pocket, right? So you're in negative territory again. And to make up for it, you're going to need a commercial property with the cash flow and that yield gap to be able to subsidize it. So what you see is then more people are going to choose to go to regional. And when you see more people going to regional, the yield then starts to come down and the yield gap starts to shrink even in regional areas. So if you are thinking of going to regional for a purchase in commercial property, can I please advise that you do that now? And not only now, as soon as possible, and don't whinge about the 
if the yield being six or six and a half and you should have back in the day got seven or 7.5 the thing is with an influx of people who've decided not to invest in metro you are going to see as the interest rate rises more people jumping into regional properties than you are in metro properties and hopefully that will bring metro properties back a little bit more but you might find that because the capital growth is so good in these areas like sydney and melbourne that most people are happy to hold because they know that capital growth is a long-term game and they're happy to hold for the next five seven ten years to get that capital growth which when it clicks in will actually outweigh what cash flow they get and for some people if they have the cash flow from you know having a high-end job or they have the cash flow coming from their business income that hold is insignificant right so they, they can hold it but if you do really do need cash flow then regional is going to be pretty much your only choice as the interest rate rises for you to make that gap. So that means that at every million dollars, um, you're borrowing at 4%, which means it's $40,000 in interest repayments. You're going to get 60 or 65,000 net rent, which means you're clearing 20 to 25,000 on a regional property. Now, as the interest rate goes to five, doesn't may, you may get to a 7% yield in regional, which means you're still clearing that 20,000, that 2% gap. Uh, but as it goes to five and a half to six, I don't think that regional will actually go back to eight or nine again, even in areas like Atalzal, Agimpi, uh, Bundaberg, at Cairns. Um, you might see it in, in more regional areas like a Gladstone, a Mackay, uh, like a Emerald or Blackwater. You will, maybe even Rocky, you might see the, the, the yield come scale back again. So which means it goes up again because those areas are less of a, ideal choice for investors because they're a little bit further out single driver industries are not as favorable so when the interest rate rises uh, most people look for a balance they're going to go to slightly larger regional towns uh, so you'll find that potentially you can clear two when you're in regional perhaps going to one and a half into the future so then the question comes in if you're buying a self-managed super fund what you should be doing you're faced with the same yield gap as other people so, but even worse, because self-managed super funds start at 5%, uh, going upwards. We're going to see 5 to 6% now. Now, when I started in self-managed super fund back five years ago, uh, it was at 6%. The lend was at 6%. And then it went down and we were able to get for a short time about 35 to 3.8%. Now, what you see is that will go back to 5 really easily and you potentially hit uh, late 5s or early 6s. Um, and that's kind of a scary thought. Now, one of the benefits of investing through a self-managed super fund and the yield gap is that you'll find that your deposit is worth less in self-managed super fund because there's only a limited amount of places you can place the deposit and it's diminishing the longer you leave it there as cash. So if you don't put it into a property and you don't leverage it, that diminishing asset is actually worse off for you in the long term. And as, as such, you're better off investing in a property even if you make very, very short yield gaps because a very small yield gap because if you don't, that deposit erodes away, less borrowing power, and pretty much you're sitting there thinking, well, my retirement is being uh, eroded away. So the best way to do that is potentially invest in something that gives you a bit of security, which is something in fringe areas, uh, in, in suburbia, where you're going to get a little bit better in the yield, but not a huge amount like regional. I mean, of course, if you can afford to go up, if you go into three, four million, five million dollars, you're going to find that the yield is going to be better than if you're a sub 1.5 million. But if you are in self-managed super fund world, 
and your interest rate's at 5 or 5.5%, ideally you want to clear 7.5%, but you're going to have to be in Mackay, an extreme regional, if you want to be in 7.5%. So the, the potential of that is maybe going back to an area and getting close to 6%. Yes, when the interest rate rises, you are going to find that you are, you know, for the portion you have in the loan, is going to match what you have in in your interest in in the self-managed super fund, but the portion that is not, and in normally self-managed super fund you get large, you have to put in with large deposits. The portion that is not, you are going to get that six percent uh, yield, and it's going to give you that that more of a return, and that's going to add on to increasing the value of the property, but also the cash flow load because you need to put more cash into your super to really continue the growth of your of your um of your investment journey and what we've seen recently you know we were about to hit the end of financial year and you're going to have one of the worst reports in the super funds because it's totally tanked in the last uh since interest rate rise in the last month or so so that also incentivizes you to come into self-managed super fund space and invest in commercial property even at the at a rate where you know, you might find that your loan matches your yield and there's no yield gap, but at least there's security and there's your deposit is not being wasted and there's a leverage on your deposit and you're getting returns on your deposit that's above market and better than what you can achieve in with the industry fund. And also in the future, the growth of the property is going to, is going to pay you back in kind. And really, when you're looking at that yield gap, if you cannot close the yield gap because you are worried about being a regional, you're security scared, like you basically want something really, really secure, you need to be back in Metro. You are not going to make a yield gap. What you're going to do is only get the returns on your deposit. And that may be a holding pattern you have to hold for two years. It's not going to be forever, but it may be a two-year process for the interest rate to come back down again for you to make more cash flow. But in that time, as the interest rate comes down, you'll find the property will go up in value more than it would in regional. And so it will be worth your hold and not having that yield gap in the long term. But again, now is not a time to short-term invest in commercial property. Speculate. Uh, it is to invest if you're looking at specially set and forget long-term investments where you're looking past the next two years, you're looking at three, five, ten-year investments, that is where that gain will come. And yes, for a while, the yield gap is going to compress pretty sharp. And for a while, you're, you may have very limited cash flow. But ultimately, commercial property is a cash flow game. You will get your cash flow back and you will have the capital growth in the back end. But if you can and you want to be in regional and you're not scared and you're willing to take a bit of risk, Go regional, go now, because if you don't, the influx of people that's going to go into regional will drive that return down and you'll find that you will have even less returns and that yield gap will be much more compressed. Whereas if you go now, you give yourself a head start for the next 12 to 18 months, potentially two years as the interest rate rises, which allows you for two rises in rent, which will give you even more of a buffer going forward. And on that note, if you want to ask any questions, reach out to me below helentarrant.com, jump on there, really send me an email, let me help you build a portfolio, cash flow portfolio through commercial property, let me show you the strategies, let me work with you, partner up with you and we can go together. You've been listening to Commercial Property Investor Show. Tune in to the next episode to find out how you too can replace your work income with passive income through commercial property.